I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Urban Meyer's Pint House. This is Weekend Kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We're running out of them. Uh, hmm. Just a couple weeks left in this regular season, this bizarre regular season, and my goodness, do we have a lot to get to in this show. I don't even know where to begin. Ohio State did not get to play last weekend. Uh, a cancellation like, on Weird Friday bye week night. in the middle of nowhere, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Didn't expect that one. You've got Big Ten rules with the minimum of six games and trying to figure out CDC guidelines changing. You've got Ryan Day coming down with COVID. You've got Larry Johnson coaching on Saturday. You've got the college football playoff rankings. Uh, you've got Michigan now shut down until Monday, so we don't know what's going to happen with the game on December 12th. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Who, where do we start? Where yeah. do we start? Ohio State is on track to play Saturday at Michigan State. Yeah. First and foremost. That's where we start right there. That's <laughs> important. Fingers crossed, and we'll get there when we get there. Well, see, I put out all the information, and now I know Schlegs is ready. To, he's looking at me. No, I'm, 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 should we just let Zach go? Because he likes to talk to us. <laughs> Zach, where do you want to start? <laughs> why does it always start with me? Because <laughs> you're the homework guy. That's why. Shlake thinks I talk to him. Take the much. notes section yeah. out over there. Wait, wait, wait. Shlake think, thinks you talk to him? Yeah, he does. <laughs> no, okay. no. Shlake and I could talk here for four hours, right? Just him <laughs> and I back ho- and forth. I'm kind of hoping for Yeah, that. I know. So I, I think it goes back to the theme that we've said week in and week out up here on the stage is this year more than ever – you have to take it one week at a time, and I think that's what Ohio State's doing. They're not looking forward to that Michigan game next week thinking, are we going to get six games in? They are just thinking, hey, we have to take care of business against Michigan State on Saturday. We haven't played in a couple weeks. You know, the last time we played was Indiana. We didn't have a great taste in our mouth after that game. You know, the the nation is looking at us. Everyone's kind of saying, why are we number four? We need to go out there and take care of business. And at this point, you can only do what you can control, especially in a crazy year like 2020. That team is focused on Michigan State this weekend, going up to East Lansing, and that's it. All right, I threw out all that information, but I left out the most important details. That's Cardale Jones, in case you didn't already know who he was. The Dirty Dale from the Cleveland himself. Zach Boren, Robert B.B. Landers, Anthony Schlegel attacking and dominating, and Evan Spencer right next to me. A couple uh, national champions up here. And the Buckeyes are trying to to reel one in here. They're staying in position. Um, Evan, you know, there's so much talk about the – getting to six games, and Zach just said you can only control what you can control, which is Michigan State this week. I would just imagine that for this team, that's got to be almost impossible because (laughs) you start doing the math in your head, and you're like, everybody says you got to play six, or, you know, is the college football playoff going to do this or that? Like, that's got to be tough, especially when the coach isn't around. You're 100% right, and it's so tough, but, like, to Zach's point, like, thinking about, like, hey, we got to try to take this thing one practice at a time. Hell with game at a time, right? Because we don't even know those things are going to be secured at the end of the day. Right. Right, but you know, to, to, to get a group of seniors together and get some young guys and say, Hey, this is gonna be different than anything that you've ever seen before, but like let's try to make sure that no balls on the ground are on seven on seven, right? Like little games and little things they stay locked in and make sure that you you know, the guys are still perfect. Those are gonna be those little nuances will be how uh, um, you know, this team gets over it. But at the end of the day it's it's a small focus, right? And and take one step and then another and you know, hopefully we get a game, and hopefully we can build ourselves into the next one, and the team comes in, plays us, we kick their ass, we go from there. I think this is very similar to 2014 where we, we didn't control what we can control, yeah. right? So yeah. we were sitting – I think we were in sixth place, right, before 
Yeah. The, the, the Big Ten Championship yeah. game, right? So it was that, right? Control what you can control. And we knew that we had to go out, absolutely out there and beat the dog crap out of Wisconsin, of which yeah. we did 59 to nothing, right? I'll let your boy. Yeah, absolutely, 100%, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you guys were there. You understood what that is. And it goes back to what Zach said, control what you can control. That's how you practice. We can't control what Michigan State does. Can't control. We can't worry about the game. We have an opponent in front of us because, I mean, really, it is the game. But if you go into that game, you know, 4-1 and one versus 5-0, and oh, it paints a completely different picture, right. right? So then the good news is that you actually have some common sense coming out, and that is a Barry Alvarez talking about, you know what? CDC guidelines says if you are, you know, close contact with somebody, it's 7 to 10 days because they understand how, you know, how long it takes for the virus to get in your system, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, at the end of the day, they will make a change. And if Ohio State only plays, let's say the game doesn't happen and they only play five, they will play in the Big Ten championship game because the Big Ten needs them to be able to be in the college football playoff. And I believe that, I mean, again, there's so much uncertainty in the college football playoff. You got Alabama could potentially lose to Florida. Then you got three SEC teams with one loss. Clemson on a neutral field with Trevor Lawrence could beat Notre Dame. And now you have two ACC teams that have one loss. And then you have an undefeated 6-0 Ohio State right there in the mix. The, the question would be, where do they get seated? Right. right? Do they become one? Do they become a two or a three? I don't know, but does it really matter? No, as long as you get in the playoff. Seating right. does matter because you want the, the lesser, uh, the easier road. Yep. But, again, you handle your business. Ohio State would be there because the Big Ten needs the revenue money. Yep. And they need it for recruiting. Because this year has been a dumpster fire. We've seen it. Right? We always talked about the team that handled COVID the best. We're going to have the most success in the Big Ten. It's the teams with the best culture. It's Ohio State, it's Indiana, and it's Northwestern. I don't think it goes to the Big Ten Conference, though. I think even if the Michigan game does get canceled, if the Big Ten doesn't you know, let Ohio State get a sixth game in and they don't play in the Big Ten Championship, I think it goes a step further. And when they play another game, whether it be against Wisconsin that weekend or whoever it might be, not being in the, in the championship game, the college football committee will put Ohio State yeah, in. Yeah. So it's not a Big Ten thing because the committee knows, like Schleich says, it's about money. Right. And especially this year more than others, the committee's trying to bring in money. People will not watch two ACC teams versus two SEC teams. It's right. not going to happen. The Big 12 won't have a representative and the Pac-12 won't. So it leaves an opening in the Big Ten, and obviously that's Ohio State. There is no way the college football playoff will be Alabama mm -hmm. and maybe Florida or Texas A&M and then Notre Dame and, and Clemson. They just w yeah. will I not mean, do it. We like to think they that these, these hate are, us. you got to remember that. They hate the hell yeah. out of us. <laughs> they hate us, but right. they There's know. There is still a a possibility that right. they will do what the hell. You look at you look at Twitter every you look at Twitter every Monday though, and what is Ohio State putting out? What's Gene Smith putting out? What is Fox putting out? Right. Is that the draw of Ohio State is the biggest across right. the country? Right. So the college football playoff committee knows that they're not going to have the massive draw if you don't have Ohio State. And you have two SEC versus two ACC. It's just not going to happen. That draw is worth something to the committee. There, hey, there's a reason why Ohio State goes from 6 to 4 in 2014. Granted, my <laughs> man Cardell right was there. slinging it. Come on, dog. Slinging it. They, they got like 100 yards total offense. Two guys. There's a reason. Exactly. But, tell them. But there's other, why did Ohio State go in over Penn State when Penn State was a Big Ten champion and Ohio State still made the playoff, yeah. right? Ohio State polls fans, and they know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. and that controls money, man. It, yeah. it really does. No, you, I agree with that. But I think this year too is a perfect. It's the perfect storm for a Cinderella story this year. You got an undefeated uh, Cincinnati who got to potentially win out and be conference that champs. Sucks. And then what if Ohio State can't play these last game or last two games and, and can't represent their side in the Big Ten and Indiana wins out? 
But Indiana's not going to win out because they don't have Penix, and they got Wisconsin this week. So I don't know. You never know, but we're going to find that out. But here's the thing. The Big Ten's not going to put a two-loss Indiana versus potentially a two-loss Northwestern for the Big Ten championship. Well, they'd be a one, if they went out, they'd be one loss. They went out, but they don't have their number one quarterback. That's the problem. They're playing Wisconsin. They're losing. Yeah, are you telling us, are you telling us you're picking Indiana? Indiana? Of course I am. I'm with Dell on this yeah. one, too. I'm picking Indiana as well. I got a Indiana. They gave me a headache for five years. Hey, if you can compete, you can compete. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you look at 2014, we were able to be so good because – Dog, you were talented, but also we were all like, hey, everybody else has got to raise their game exactly. in order to make sure that we can still be efficient on offense, on defense, on whatever. Every right? hiccup we had, that 20, yeah, that 2014 season, every hiccup we had, we got better as a team after that. Right. Think about how good we got after. I mean, yeah, we, we shit the bed versus Virginia Tech the second game of the uh, season, but when Braxton went down in camp, we, oh, got, right. we got a lot better. Right. And then when – we shit the bed versus Virginia Tech. Look how look how the team just took off. Yeah, and then when we JT went down, we needed the loss. Exactly, it's because you were exactly. a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and then JT went down, and we continue to get better. So 100%. I think this is to be a somewhat of a situation for Indiana. I mean, they lose their guy, but mm-hmm. guess what? They gotta they gotta keep the hit the ground rolling because they know what's in front of them. Yeah. Right. You also bring up an interesting point, Cardell, which is that Schlegs is assuming the Big Ten will finally make the right decision for the league, which they've done repeatedly wrong since August. Yeah, they haven't done it. Oh, yeah. by the way, has anybody out there heard Kevin Warren lately? The answer is no. Is he's he out there to be tonight? Seen. I don't see him tonight. He's either. over there in the back in the, the 7-0 gold pant room. <laughs> I don't think he's yeah. welcome oh, in Columbus man. right now. But that's the Man, he's bad. But that's the other point. So they have not. You know, the Big 12 has already come out and said, yep, CDC guidelines changed. We're going to enact that right away. Where's Kevin Warren for that for the Big 10? Uh, when you're talking about this whole week, Gene Smith said, well, we're going to focus on Michigan State. We're not going to try and get a change to the six-game minimum this week. If it comes to that, we'll have that conversation for sure. later. But Barry Alvarez is, saying, is speaking up for him this yes. week, and it's just helpful. But you haven't heard anything from the league that's like, you know what? We left this huge loophole. We thought that we'd fixed it, and this was going to be the most fair way. But you have the team that beat Indiana head-to-head. They're the only two teams that can go from the East because Maryland's not playing this week. They weren't going to win the East anyway. Yeah. And you don't – and Ohio State simply has to play to qualify. Like, that is insane. Yeah, yeah. I well, think – Well, the reason they're not going to hear them come out is because they don't want that situation to happen. They're going to wait till the last second possible because they're a bunch of intellectuals that said, you know what? (laughs) You know what? Here's the deal. We are so much smarter than everybody else. We can postpone our entire season back. We're going to rely upon our intellect to say we're going to have this rapid antigen testing and COVID is not going to be able to penetrate the walls of our facilities in the Big Ten. Oh, guess what? It has. So you should have played the season when you should have played it, yeah. which was in September, to give yourself a buffer. Or you should have at least started in early October so you could have two different bye weeks so you could reschedule some things. But they didn't want to do it because they thought they were so smart. Guess what? You're not so smart. You don't have a daggum whiteboard. You don't know how to execute. Yeah. You don't know how to go back and say, hey, I was wrong, and correct it. So what are, what are intellectual people that, that like to think they're the smartest people in the room? They will make that decision when it's forced upon them to make it because that's exactly why we have right. ball this year. They waited until it was like, you know what, everybody else is having success. Right. To what where is, they couldn't be wrong. Yeah, right? yeah, like the, like, a, okay, a political well, body is going to wait until the last minute, and then they're going to say the thing that they need to say, yeah. right, because they don't want to be too far forward in yeah. and saying and being on the record yeah. with, you know, comments that they don't want to have. Poor on the leadership, Big Ten. And so that's what I said in the beginning. Kind of hit it on the head is because like, and they all, I think they don't understand the amount of pressure that you put on these kids. Like, with, like the two of y'all, perfect Thursdays is that perfect Thursday. So imagine having a perfect right. Thursday for a bloody Tuesday, <laughs> and that is that is the pressure that you put on these 18, 19, 22 right. year old year old kids on a day in and day out basis. And it's like 
you're coming in, you got to have a perfect Tuesday, perfect right. Wednesday, a perfect Thursday to not even know if you got, are going to have a Saturday. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it makes it harder not only on the kids, but you're putting these kids in bad situations to where whether they want to play or not, you got all this COVID crap going on, and you think you're, you're smarter than everybody else, you're putting the kids and the yeah. guys that got to play on a Saturday that has to practice on a Monday and Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and make sacrifices on Mondays in a position to where they're not, can they be successful? Well, I mean, you, you, you make a really good point, right? You started thinking about, like, the importance of practice, right? The importance of knowing why I need to come underneath on a mesh route and man and not go over the top and have my head this way and run smack into the dude who's covering the next guy, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it is still a dangerous sport. We got to remember that, and, and these practices are important, right? So, I mean, you know, there's so much about the situation that we have, right? COVID is, 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 is freaking terrible, and nobody can control it at the moment, right? But... You know, if, if we're talking about ball and we're talking about giving, you know, these guys the best opportunity that they can, no matter the situations that they have, you just got to take everything into, con- you know, into consideration, but also be a leader. Be, be the communicative leader. Be the guy that st- stands up there, puts, you know, your own name out there and says, hey, you know, I'm going to lead whether it's right, wrong, and different. If you don't like me, get me out of here. But I'm going <laughs> to at least try to, you know, speak for the dudes in the in the. Big oh, Kevin Ward doesn't do that. Like no. I said before, when we talked about this, when they pushed the season back, when they came out with the schedule and we talking about the schedule, we think about playing Michigan in the middle of the season and they, then they canceled the season and yep. all that stuff. I said this shows a lack of leadership right. and a lack of accountability within the Big Ten from the starting from the top on bottom, from the top to the bottom. So I'm not surprised to see that we in a situation as we in as a conference, but it sucks to see uh, clearly as Ohio State fan and alumni that, you know, we put ourselves in a situation like this that we had no control over, which, I mean, a lot of people around the country is dealing with COVID, but just the simple fact of the protocol when it comes to getting the games and the number of games that we need, the Big Ten totally let us down as a conference. Yeah. Gardell for president, man. What's up? And they've got <laughs> and they've got a chance to try and save Zach. You, you kind of touched on this. If, if the game can't be played next week, the Big Ten can salvage it by, you know, setting up uh, – rescheduling Ohio yeah. State's game with Maryland for next Saturday, for example. There are, yeah. there are corrections they can make that would be in the best interest of the league, and, and all of you have made this point that the Big Ten – needs Ohio State or they need to put their best team in position right. to be in the playoff. they got to apply discretion. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at it in the league, right, they're bumping games back to freaking Wednesday <laughs> just because they got to get them in, right? You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, it's a year that is so odd that discretion is the only thing that makes sense, to be fair. Yeah. It's uh, a year where flexibility and adaptability are paramount, of which we have a governing body in a conference that does not want to be flexible whatsoever. Why? Because they don't know how to plant the flag and go. That's the problem. They don't have any type of leadership. Hey, how about we start talking about what Herbie said about Michigan? That's not, that'd be a great right. conversation. <laughs> I will. We'll talk about that. That's what I'm saying. I, I will. You know what I mean? Let me Herbie Myers, Pinehouse, people. Okay. Let me get this in. Okay, first. fine. And then I'll tag you back in. I want to have a reminder <laughs> to all the football fans watching Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. You should be down here. That Columbus Comfort <laughs> Heating and Cooling is your Central Ohio Bryant Heating and Cooling contractor. They will do whatever it takes to make sure your heating and cooling system gets you through the winter in comfort. You can rely on Columbus Comfort to provide great service at your convenience. But don't wait for your furnace to break down on the coldest day of the year. Mm-mm. Schedule your appointment today at ColumbusComfort.com. <laughs> suck. That's great advice from Schlitz. Brian, Columbus Comfort Heating and Cooling, they are doing whatever it takes. All right. We usually just segue right into the, the players that have to shine, the Bryant Heating and Cooling, uh, whatever it takes players. We'll hold off on that. Yeah. Schlitz, you have something else we'll on your mind. Time. but I'm going to ask Zach first. So when we're talking about that, you seem to have something you want to say about Herbie. No, I don't. I, don't, I, I just thought it was cool. You just thought cool it was cool? Cool discussion problem, you know? I mean, 
I, it's a good top point of it Thomas. Is. I mean, I'll it say is. this for Herbie. What he is saying is if he had just stopped and said other coaches mm. believe Should that there have been cancellations yeah. due to COVID yeah. and stopped right there, that's accurate because there are a number of coaches that, have, that believe that. Yeah. That, in, that includes Ohio State. Right. Going, going back to that Maryland game that we're talking about rescheduling, like it's – it's not even a, like that's not a slight on their university organization, the men there or whatever. Right. It's just basically talking about what everybody's talking about. Like, you know, they're, they're putting two and two together like, oh, shit, they suck. And this team's pretty good. So maybe if they really hate each other, then they're not going to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I get why there's pressure on them, but it is what it is. Uh, th- this is. Uh, th- so we go on the Buckeye cruise every year and. Buckeyes. Yeah. And this, the past couple of years, especially this last year, I got to spend a lot of time with Herbie. There, there was a day where we were hanging out on the beach, and Herbie gets a lot of flack from Ohio State fans and Buckeye Nation. And deep down, that dude is true and scarlet he really, and, and he gray. And he should not. He and should he should not. not. He should not whatsoever. That guy has a job that he needs to do, but that dude bleeds scarlet and gray as much as all of us up here. And – Obviously, working for a huge network like ESPN, he is framed into having to say certain things and having to follow certain storylines. Herbie came out and said what was on his mind the other night, and he should not have to apologize for what he said. He was speaking the truth, and it is truthful. Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, it's a dumpster fire up there right now. The parents are going in there having parent-only meetings with Jim Harbaugh. Came out today that Joe Milton during the Rutgers game was telling everyone on the sidelines that he was transferring after Cade McNamara went in and replaced him. It is a dumpster fire. Those guys do not want to play for Jim Harbaugh. You saw the way that they went out this past weekend and played against Penn State. The very first play of the game, I knew they lost. Right? I'm sitting up. I'm sitting up here, and uh, last Thursday, thinking they're going to pull things together. They're going to beat Penn State. The very first play, I knew my pick was wrong because of just their body language. You can see it. Bad demeanor. It's bad bad demeanor. Bad body language. Let's be honest. Harbaugh. Harbaugh isn't isn't dumb. Harbaugh knows that they will go out and get throttled once again by Ohio State, and he is trying to use the year. As an excuse, I mean, his job's on the line. He knows that. And he's not guaranteed the Lions' job. He's not guaranteed the Jets' job. He doesn't have a guaranteed job. So he has a great contract with Michigan. He's trying to protect the way that they are this year and use COVID as an excuse. But I know everyone saw, as you were watching that game, the the tail of the tape over, I think it had top 25 or versus top 25 teams versus Michigan State versus Ohio State. And it was all over Twitter. And you saw how bad it was. He doesn't want to be embarrassed again. Herbie, Herbie was 100% correct. What Herbie did was he got their attention because out of an abundance of caution, you could use that as an excuse. And what we've talked about on this show and on Morning Juice is the fact that they have all these standard and protocols in place. There's a 7.5% threshold where it goes to red, red, which is where you're supposed to shut down. Dr. Borchers came out and said they actually got to that threshold and is why they canceled the game. And they pressed pause and they were able to report because they believed that they had it under control and could go back on when on Monday because those numbers had gone down to where it was safe to resume practice. That's what it did. What he was saying was it's unfair for an Ohio State to have to play a team that could wave the white flag and say we're suspending play for two weeks that would hamper Ohio State from having a sixth game to go to the Big Ten Championship. That's what he was saying. Now, it just so happens the fact that the team that could do that 
is Michigan. Is their rival. Right, is their rival. So what it did was it was now a shot across the bow that got the Michigan AD to come out and say, what are you talking about? It makes me upset. Well, great, you should have been pissed when you had your head, right. your head football coach marching to play because he has no relationship to the president of the university because you guys didn't want to play in the first place. Yeah, he hasn't seen Poof David Copperfield. He hasn't seemed that upset about the absolutely terrible – Terrible product on the field. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, there wasn't a great outcome or, you know, exit from the San Francisco 49ers. There hasn't been a great um, output from him at Michigan. I don't know why he would go get the Lions or job or anything else. He should never get the Lions. It's ridiculous. It's the process. Go ahead. Well, me and Beanie talked about this earlier. Oh, what are you talking about? And we said, if if I'm Jim Harbaugh. Tell him about the show. Time out. Tell him about the show, bro. Softball, Beanie, it's kind of like a – it's, it's kind of like an appetizer for Thursday nights. Okay. So pretty much, we talked <laughs> yeah. about this point, and we said, it's "What would you do?" It's some mac and cheese bites. Pretty much, pretty Got much, it. straight, out of, straight out of circle. roosters, Got straight it. out of roosters. Yeah, Man. <laughs> but we talked about what would you do if you was hardball? If you knew, I said, if I was hardball, I would pull the stunt that Michigan is trying to pull now. Only if I knew that all I had to do is sign my name on a dotted line for an NFL job. Because guess what? That comment Ryan Day made earlier this year about wanting to put up 100 versus Michigan, yeah. and if you pull this stunt that we think that you're going to pull, oh, that, just wait. Yeah, listen, Harbaugh <laughs> is who he who he thought we were. If you yeah, pull this stunt then and return to Michigan, poof, David Copperfield next year, then that 100 points, guess what? Ryan Day going to want to put up 200 points <laughs> if your game is the one that you can hinder us from going to the college football playoffs. Right. So, But if I'm hardball to last kind of I can't beat you on the field, I'm kind of take it off the field, my last screw you to Ohio State will be COVID, see you later, NFL, I don't I care mean, what happened in college. Yeah. I, I, think, I think, though, they talk about being the most winningest program. That's what the AD said. Are they? I thought they were like third now. They've dropped. They're yeah, not. of course they dropped. They're not. They only pay I attention think, to what they claim. Yeah, what they <laughs> claim. I think yeah. they're third. Anyway, they're the nineties. The we champions were. Champions of the West. I'm I not digressed. Sure what. I digressed. But I think that the players there, just like us, right? I mean, back in the nineties, we couldn't beat Michigan. Straight up. And then all of a sudden, Tress comes in, and we've lost two in the last two decades. Like, what are we talking about Poof here? David right? Poof David Cobb. And they still want to <laughs> yeah. play, right? I mean, I mean, you could say the same thing. Like, why would you want to play in 2004? What? <laughs> when you got, a, you got a number seven Michigan coming into our place, right? There's always a chance it's the rivalry. The guys want to play that have a high GSF. They want to play yeah. that game. So I think that they are going to play it. But to your point, Cardell, and I don't even know if I have a point, mm. it is this. Michigan needs to play this game. They need to have some resolve because they need to keep what they got in-house, because if not, it's going to be a dumpster fire, and they're going to have any type of recruits that's going to send them back even further. Well, I was going to touch on the recruiting. Hardball, that's where he struggles the most, his relatability with recruits. And, Austin, deve- and developing yeah, dudes. Well, yeah, you I was going to say developing. Well, no, is, I know, but you, Austin too. and I talked about this on, on Monday. I wouldn't even call it development because you can't develop a player unless you have a relationship with him. That's true. It, it, in, in my mind, if, if a player doesn't respect you and have a relationship with you, yep. there's no way you can develop him because that player will not take coaching and not take you seriously. Yeah, the problem with Harbaugh is he can't build relationships with recruits, and he can't build relationships with guys on his own team on, in the university. Yeah. Yeah. And so from that standpoint, when it comes to recruiting, if he doesn't play next week and they don't start saying, hey, we're going to take the precautions, we're, we're going to walk on, on Maryland, we're going to walk on that game because we want to get ready for the Ohio State game next weekend. If he said that, he would have some respect yeah. of recruits. If he walks away and says we're canceling Maryland and walking out of the Ohio State game, 
people say there's there's not negative recruiting. There is negative recruiting all the time. Right. You better believe that every coach that uh, is recruiting against Michigan is going to bring that up. Your head coach doesn't even want to play against the big oh, in the biggest rivalry in all sports. That's what I said if he pulled that move, he can't return next year. No, he because can't. Because for one, you're going to be the, you're gonna, yeah you're going to be the guy who. I mean, I don't know how many years this game's been played in the row consistently. You're going to be the guy to determine if it's to break that streak, not win or losing it, but to have that. Like, think about how big it is around here and pretty much all around the country and all around the world because it's Buckeye fans and Michigan right. fans everywhere. 100%. And you're going to be the guy that, that already this. <laughs> don't is, be it, that it was guy. Already, yeah, don't be that guy. It was already weird <laughs> not playing this game um, and leading up to freaking Thanksgiving. You got your family yeah. talking about yeah. it, and then Saturday you're playing this game. But you're going to be that guy that – don't play it in 2020. 2020 had already been messed up. Right. But this is what you'll be known for in 2020, not COVID. Yeah. Canceling uh, Michigan Ohio State. I don't game. know how anybody at any level of football anywhere would want to play for that guy afterwards. I mean, it's just an example of who he is as a person, and I'll hop off my soapbox on that one, but yeah. it's what it is. Go Bucks. All right, let's talk about those Buckeyes, all right? <laughs> yeah. Let's Here we go. beat that up. That's next week's game. They play Michigan State on Saturday. We don't know. Uh, the availability report will not be out till Saturday. Good. We're not going to reveal any uh, identities of players that may have tested positive. Do you have some identities? I I, I you know what? I appreciate your in, uh, journalist integrity there, yeah. Austin. I will not ask you about that tomorrow. Well done. <laughs> yeah, file that away. Uh, hey, I by the way, you, he's not related to Heinz Ward. That's correct. <laughs> I just found that out. But That's I, real. I would hope that you five already knew that I do things the right way because you chose to come and hang out with me on weekend kickoff anyway. But uh, that's beside the point. For this game, we know that Ryan Day will not be there. All right, We know that Larry Johnson is going to be the interim head coach he's for this best. game on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Not a, not a surprise, I think, to any of us who've ever met him, but, but B.B., you actually know him best. Uh, I know you've got a, a, a tilapia taco going hey, right there. but good. Tilapia <laughs> Buckeyes. But, but, but L.J. getting his opportunity on Saturday, how much will that mean to him? What, mm. How will that impact uh, game day protocol for the Buckeyes? I'll say this. As far as the meaning for him personally, Coach Johnson, is, he, he is the perfect person to take over the role but he does not like the spotlight. No, he does not. So, as far as the, the value of it, it, it doesn't hold a, a lot of clout for him because he loves what he does. He is a defensive line coach. He is phenomenal, and he is the best at what he does Damn when serious. it comes to his specialty, and he wants to stay in that role. Now, with this everything going on, he has to step up and take over a bigger role, plus taking on his normal day-to-day -day role. He's the perfect person to do so. He does not mind doing it. He will be phenomenal at it. Now, if it was up to him, he would not do it. You know what I mean? So I feel like him taking over the role, he's going to put the boys in the best possible position to be successful. But it doesn't hold much clout for him. Yeah. He's going to do what he can on a day-to-day -day, day -day basis to impact the boys in his room on a day-to-day -day basis. So this situation is going to be a – if it was up to him, a one-time ordeal. Yeah. He has to take over the road now. He would not want to be a head coach <laughs> at Ohio State in the future. Right. If I know, if I think I know you, him, then what did I do? And I think I know him pretty well. <laughs> he, that is not his aspirations. He's doing it because it's about the team and not about, about self. And he sort of, you know, obviously he's in this position where he has to embody something that he's preached to you, and you guys have all lived at Ohio State, which was the next man up thing. And it, it's, it. it's not like Ohio State invented or trademarked this but no, it's called when called upon, you respond. Right. And he, he has to respond by being the head duck that's it. on Saturday. That's it. Poof, David Copperfield. Right. But you guys also have had to do that as players, and that's right. going to be the case. You know, I, I didn't say who they were going to be, but we know that there's, there's going to be players missing on right, Saturday. Right, for sure. Uh, and potentially even next week. So 
you know, Cardale is obviously a perfect example of this. Zach had to do this against Indiana in 2012. If you, if you have to go do something, <laughs> what is it about Ohio State 12 that, that gets guys ready for these opportunities that might decimate some other programs? Um, I just think it's, you start with recruiting. You start with having the guys to be able to right. replace a guy because it, I firmly believe Ohio State, don't, they don't recruit for the five or four or five-year players. They recruit because they know in two or three years these players are going to be out of the program. So I think uh, they do an unbelievable job, and Coach Schlegel can kind of attest to this as well. When you come to practice, out of nowhere, the coach will scream, hey, such and such, a starter has broke a shoelace or an yeah. equipment issue. So yeah. just to make sure that his backup or his backup's backup is paying attention and know their reps and know that you're going to be locked in. Um, it's two type of reps that they always preach, game reps and physical, uh, mental reps. And Coach Meyer would preach to his face is freaking blue that <laughs> mental reps are just as important as game reps because you as a backup you're not going to have as many physical reps in practice so you're going to need those mental reps and when you have that, that slight opportunity to uh, perform or getting in you need to be ready you're going to hit the ground running so i think they do an unbelievable job of making sure all the guys in each and every position group but definitely on the offensive side of the ball is knowing what's going going on which each and every game plan, each and every practice. Yeah, I mean, I'd say there's like a little bit of an understanding when you come to Ohio State as well, right? Like, you know, at any point, like, oh, shoot, I'm good enough to be here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm one of the dudes. I can make it. Sure, I'm, I, mean, I might, might have my own development. I might have these own issues or whatever. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, if I'm getting my mental reps, if I'm getting with my coach, if I'm getting with Schlegs in the weight room and I'm making sure that I'm doing my things right, at the end of the day, I'm good enough to do it. I just got to figure out a way to do my job the best that I can do it. So, you know, Ohio State is unique. Um, because we have so much depth, we have so much talent, and guys that are itching to get out there. But, um, you know, maybe it's a, 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 a little bit of thing that we can just, you know, be happy about, but I don't know. No, I think part of it is, one, the way they teach the guys, right? So right now they teach the concepts. Like you understand the why behind what yeah. you do, what you do, right? So one is the physical reps. One is the mental reps. The other side of the ball is if I'm a quarterback, I, have, I understand the concept of why we slide protect or why we call this guy the mic. As a mic linebacker, I understand why we're doing these type of stunts and what gap I have to be lined up in, and so does my backup, and so does that backup. We understand if I when called upon because somebody's going to be down, I might have to step up and play a role on special teams, and we understand the value of that. Same goes being, the same is said for coaching. It's also why Kevin Warren, or um, not Kevin Warren, God bless. Wilson. Yeah, Kevin Wilson, right, Kevin F. Fulgram Warren, <laughs> that's his middle name, I think. Anyways, <laughs> it's why he's coming out of the box, right, and onto the field. Why? Because Ryan Day is no longer there. He's the offensive coordinator. He wants to be able to talk and look Justin eye to eye. So, you can do that. One, he's already been a head football coach. And that's the other thing, too. Just like they have <coughs> – excuse me. Ooh, that's got spice. Just like they try to recruit the best of the best because they try to out-recruit you. Doesn't phase him. Doesn't no, phase him. They try to out-recruit uh, hey, Always you in it. motion. Never always, stop. Man, always. They try to out-recruit you. Same thing is being said for their coaching staff, right? So you got Larry Johnson, who really should have been the, the head, next head coach at Penn State. Was he wasn't. Something. That's why he's here. Right, Kevin Wilson, former head coach. You have all the other guys that are on the staff that eventually Brian Hartline will be a head coach somewhere. Yeah. You have all these guys with all this knowledge. Wow. Stud's been in, the, been in the game for 30 years, right? So you have all this talent that comes in pushing each other. That's what elite leaders do like Urban Meyer and uh, Ryan Day. They provide hope and opportunity. And guess what? This week without the head duck being there, the opportunity is for you to step into that role and execute at a high level. Yep. Wow, you are, all, you are all over the place with that response. <laughs> hey, man, hey, I, just, think, I, got I, th today. I think Austin was talking more about the players than the coaches. No, I know, but, but it goes for everybody. I'm glad you know. It goes for everybody. Everybody gets it. Everybody's in business. Here's, here's the difference. All it's, our Buckeyes. No, here's the difference. It's, it's pretty simple. When you go to Ohio State, Ohio State's just different. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a mental state. 
when you go to maybe Illinois, Purdue, uh, Iowa, so to speak. Rutgers. Uh, Yeah, Rutgers. I'm happy to be there. Some of those guys go there to say, I'm a Division I athlete. I'm wearing the sweat. You know, I I play in the Big Ten. When you go to Ohio State, you go there, it's a job. You go there with the mindset of, I'm going here, I'm taking care of business. It's not that I'm a Division One football player. It's that I'm going here to dominate, win national championships, and go to the NFL. Right. That is their mindset at Ohio State, and that's the difference between Ohio State and every other school in the Big Ten right now, and that's why they've been so successful. So you've got these guys who mentally have been prepared, have been working at their job, and it's finally time to go. These guys that are stepping up, they've been chomping at the bit, right? They're foaming at the mouth to get out there because they're not just going out there to wear the sweats and show up and, you know, hey, high school buddies, watch me on TV. I'm on ESPN. No, they go there because I'm making a name for myself. I'm trying to go to the league. Some of these guys, this one game that they play or maybe two games, depending on how long the Big Ten holds guys out, if they play against Michigan, this Michigan State-Michigan game, some of these guys could get drafted off of these two games. So these guys are ready. They've been ready. It's all in the mindset. And so, Austin, I think that answers your question yeah. way more yeah. than Slags. Thank you, Zach. Well, I'll yeah. this. I think the Go mindset Bucks. comes down to the culture, too, though. You got to think about how Coach Mick, yeah. like, we're going to be honest. Coach Mick, you're with him 85 to 90% of the time right. out of the calendar year. The way that Coach Mick trains us and the situations that he put us in between competing against one another, just the day-to-day workout, which, honestly, if we're going to be honest, is designed for you to buckle and fail. You know what I mean? And I remember at one point in time, the motto was what? Uh, train like the Navy SEALs. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, so he can tell you about it. So it's like. Car- it's, Cardell was doing band workouts. What are you talking about? <laughs> nah, he no, wasn't no. that I high didn't, Yeah, yet. I didn't get that into he my wasn't last that high year. He didn't get that, yeah. Yeah. that point. No, 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 no. <laughs> he didn't get there. I'm spotting but, with the linebackers. That's a love that's uh, earned for sure. Right. Yeah, and they didn't like me but as well my first. The biggest thing with that is just like the mindset and just how we train and prep for a season that in that moment of time is just so far along, it's just completely different. You know what I mean? So going into each season as a Buckeye, you're not worried about winning games. You're worried about winning, honestly, national championships. You're not worried about winning the Big Ten championship. You're supposed to win the Big Ten. You're supposed to dominate every team in the Big Ten. You're supposed to dominate week in and week out. The biggest thing is getting to the national championship and getting a national championship. All right, I let this segment go on way too long, but we still have to get in the Bryant heating and cooling, whatever Ooh. it takes, players yes, of the game. Yes, I love Bryant so, heating and cooling. Uh, this is specifically <laughs> what if for it was a summer. Let's do it. Out. Let's do it quickly so that you guys can take a break and we can drink some more Coors Light. Uh, <laughs> a player to watch on Saturday. Who needs to to show out uh, if that domination is going to continue against the Spartans? Evan, you go first. Oh man, who needs to show out? Uh, Justin Fields, right? Just a bounce back game. Let's. Let, that let, feels like it was 10 years ago, by the way. That the three exactly, right, because I'm sitting here, like, racking my brain. I'm like, what? how did that game go again? No. <laughs> uh, but at the, at the end of the day, right, before that game, everybody had conversations about how this guy might be the Heisman frontrunner, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Like, nobody's saying that that talent isn't there anymore. Just pick the ball up and keep going, right? I, I think that it'll be a big game for him as a leader. I think it'll be a big game for him throwing, running the football, and everything, right? But I just – I want to watch how he communicates. I want to watch how he responds, and yep. I think it'll be fun. Schlegs? I'm going to say, uh, you know, I, I would say the secondary, but I'm only going to pick one guy. So I just say Sean Wade. I want him, you know, to have a little bit of swag. I want him to drop a sack and attack, <laughs> right? Somebody back there has <laughs> okay. to step up and be the dude. Right. Uh-huh. right? So might as well oh. be him. Write that on the shirt. Yeah, yeah, drop on the shirt. Drop <laughs> a sack like and that, attack. Right? Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> right? You're welcome. That's what straight coaches <laughs> just, do. Just a couple money bags. There's the <laughs> idea for you. 
Boom. Yeah, yeah. drop your second. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, I got a bunch of shorts, man. Chargers to winning, yeah. meat missile. I mean, yes. whatever you want, I can make it up. Hey, we talking about Slay. He's in a whole other caliber, bro. Yeah, right. man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a special. Okay. Anyways. So the answer was Sean Wade. Sean Wade. All right, BB. Yes, next. Okay. So, you know, normally I typically go with the dark side. I'm a, I'm a defensive-minded guy. But for me, it's going to be the run, running back room as a whole. Okay. I feel like one of the biggest things with our offense is we're not establishing the run as efficiently as we need to or we've done in the past, mm -hmm. which is the reason why our offense is, eh. Look what? They didn't run for 300 yards three years ago, man. It, but it wasn't as efficient. You what? Know? Let's be like, let's say, let's, like, let's really be real. Like, the <laughs> running backs really didn't start being efficient until the second half, right or wrong. Oh, no, no, definitely. We're giving you a little bit of I, I love but, you, but, man. Just keep I know where you're going. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. I don't pay no attention to I'm listening to you, baby. I, I, I look at it like this. <laughs> I got you, baby. If you give hey, the, man, the running backs more opportunities from the beginning of the game okay. to establish our run game, yeah. it will open up the pass game to yes. where our offense can get back to being efficient and actually controlling the game and right. beating the hell out of the team okay. from start to finish. Okay. I got you. I'm back. I'm back. You had me at hello. You had too many course lights. It's okay. I love it. I still love it. We'll, that, like, yeah, we'll go quick. We'll go quick. I always don't pick one person. I pick a group yep. because I always think you play in unison and it's the secondary. I think you're going to see some new faces out there. There's going to be some younger guys that are getting some opportunities that are going to be starting. I'm excited to see those guys playing. Obviously, secondary's kind of been called out all year. So time for those guys to show out. I know Kerry Combs is working hard. For sure. And I'm going to go with a guy that I, I toot his horn when he's doing really well, so i got to get him a little bit. After, even though he threw for 300 yards, I'm going to go with Justin because I would love to see him protect the ball a little more, um, knowing when the play is over. He's such a dynamic playmaker and can spin out of three tackles in the backfield and throw a 50 yards downfield, but yeah. you don't need to do that every play. You need to know when the play is over because a lot of those uh, interceptions and turnovers were, or, in my opinion, were self-inflicted, maybe one because it was tipped. But I'm going to go with Justin protecting the ball overall and just definitely when he's carrying it like a loaf of bread. So Justin feels my guy. <laughs> Zach, I'm going to build off yours and, and specifically say Ronnie Hickman at safety. Uh, I think you throwing you throwing rock. you throwing nuggets out before uh, they're dropped. I just think it's a time. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> some nuggets whoa, dropping. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, we were talking about journalistic integrity. I might have to play devil's there. advocate this, but go ahead. Yes. I'm not, I'm <laughs> nuggets not, are dropped. I'm not going to say any. I'm not dropping say nuggets like McDonald's. This is Letterman Row, so I'm not going to talk about anything sure. else. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm just saying there's a problem at safety. They were looking at different combinations in that yeah. defensive backfield. Ronnie Hickman is a guy that I would like to see, and I think that we will see on Saturday against Michigan State. And this, you know, there was late in the year a couple years ago when Brendan White went in and it made yeah, an instant sure. change there. Yep. I think that Ronnie Hickman can do that. If It could be other guys. Josh Proctor might play more there. I think you're going to see a lot of Josh Proctor, yeah. and I think you're going to see a lot of Lathan Ransom as well. I yeah. think a young guy's going to get a, a lot of playing time back there. So we'll, we'll look at those, and right now we'll take a break. This is Weekend Kickoff. It's brought to you by Brendan Heating and Cooling Systems. We'll be back with more. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, taking a quick break on uh, weekend kickoff. Brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems and our good friends at Columbus Comfort Heating and Cooling. Tim's back again. Tim Smith with me. And uh, nice to see you again, hey, Austin. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. I know I don't have to ask you who's going to win on Saturday, but I'll save that for the end. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that'd be a nice closing point. But to talk about what Columbus Comfort is doing, I know that things are going really well. Business is picking up uh, or staying strong, however you want to phrase it. Uh, you guys are got some big projects you're working on. But when you're going into these homes, if somebody calls you up, what's the first thing that they need to do? What questions do they need to be asking? Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, by the way, Austin. So this week we had an experience that's been actually coming a lot more common lately. Uh, we went to a customer's house, had an 11-year-old furnace, and a company before us said it needed to be replaced. <laughs> it had a bad heat exchanger. And I'm like, oh, really? So I got in there and started digging around, and turns out all it was was a plug condensate trap. So instead of spending $6,000 for a new furnace, we fixed it and was out the door for about 180 bucks. So... Somebody that had to come get a second opinion from Columbus Comfort. Yeah, second could've opinions just, are free for us. <laughs> could have just could have just saved some time and, and called you all in the first place. Yeah, they could have. I'm not saying we're perfect by any means. We make our mistakes, but we'll do anything to make it right. I mean, our customers are number one focus. You know, they're our number one focus. Our employees are our number two focus because we take care of our employees. Our employees take care of our customers. Right. Uh, you know, we don't incentivize guys to sell. And actually, I hate even telling that story. You know why I hate telling that story about that? Because I'm in the same business. We shouldn't yeah. be doing that. You want to that's, the, that's how, that's, you know, I feel the same way as you. Why, why do we not talk about how other media companies cover Ohio State? Uh, I mean, we should all be doing the things at the most professional level. Exactly. And, and, and that, that should be the goal. Exactly it should be. I mean, whether you spend $5 with us or $5 million, you're going to be treated the same across the board. And it's so frustrating when you're a professional like us and you come out and you see and hear that. Uh, so if I was a client in today's ages, number one, nobody in Columbus, Ohio, should be replacing a furnace 15 years or younger. Okay. It should not even be on the board. The heat exchangers are the most expensive part. They're covered for a minimum of 20 years. So why would you replace it? I mean, you, you got the biggest high-dollar thing there for free. Uh, so in my world, if anybody's trying to get you to replace a furnace under the age of 15, Please get a second opinion. I, we do, if we see that come in our office, I personally go out and look at it to see what's going on. That's a great, great tip. That's one of the first times I've heard that throughout this whole year of working with Bryant Heating Cooling Systems and, and great people like you guys at Columbus Comfort. Like 15 years, just work on that, and it's going to be something else wrong most likely. Right. That's, that's exactly. a great tip. Um, what else? Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I may be wearing a lot of pink right now, and it's hard to trust a guy with wearing this much pink. I get hey. it. Uh -huh. This is close to pink. I don't know what color this actually is. And we just take a lot of pride in what we're doing. Like I say, we may not be the best. We may not be the smartest. I don't know. I'd say we're pretty darn good, though. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of customers we have at Trust Us, but we will do whatever to make it right and just give advice. I mean, I had a lady call today. Kept me on the phone for 30 minutes just to talk about her heating bills and why they were so high and what she could do to do better. She had called seven companies and said I was the most personable person she had talked to. It don't take much to be a nice person. It right. really doesn't. That should be the bare minimum as well. We're talking about professionalism, courtesy for your fellow man. That's great stuff. Uh, anything else new going on that people need to know about at Columbus Comfort? Uh, we're doing a lot of geothermal units. Okay. 
Uh, we got that going on. We're doing a lot of boilers. Uh, you know, I encourage everyone to go out to the motorcycle museum. We just put a brand new system in for those guys, and uh, it's working great. All right. So definitely encourage that because that, have you ever been through that? that is I have most, not been there, no. Most awesome place you ever see. Okay. Just awesome. Ohio State, Michigan State, Saturday at noon. Well, of course, I'm going to go back with my original prediction. I want to see them hang 70. I mean, I know it's going to be different because we don't know who's, like you said, you can't disclose yep. who's off the roster yet. Uh, but even if the other guys are off the there's enough talent on that team that we should still hang 70. There you go. And just tell them, say, Tim Smith from Columbus Comfort said hang 70. Yeah, and you can check him out and schedule an appointment after he gets that prediction right at ColumbusComfort.com. <laughs> Tim, it's always great to have you out here at Weekend Kickoff. Appreciate you. Uh, and everybody at Columbus Comfort Heating and Cooling. We'll be right back to the show after this. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to Weekend Kickoff. Letterman Row Weekend Kickoff is brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We're at Urban Myers Pint House again on Thursday, two weeks in the scheduled regular season to go. So we're about to get into our Silver Bullet Picks segment. Evan's breaking out his. He's got one of the seltzers here. Uh, yeah. Before we do that, Cardell. They even pay for ad space, though. <laughs> well, they, they absolutely did. They were one of our sponsors. Oh, oh, oh whoa, whoa, whoa. That's Sorry, guys. That's why we have the silver bullets. <laughs> if the silver bullet, if the mountains are blue, the silver bullets there for you. you. Go. All right. <laughs> I just made that up. You're welcome, hey, Cruz. Right? You can have it. I appreciate well, they, Aaron Lowther and Superior Beverage. They already paid for it. Okay, good. Before <laughs> we get to that, it's the buyer's auto. Question for Cardale. Oh, go. this is fantastic. And so the same way that we talked no, with, with BB about. I appreciate you. Larry Johnson taking over. Well, the fact that Ryan Day is not there as the play caller, you know, for Justin Fields, a quarterback and his play caller. Kevin Wilson will come down. He'll work on the field. But ha to have that disruption, as, as much rhythm as you develop with the guy that's in your ear. Two-man rhythm. How yeah. significant is it for Justin Fields that Kevin Wilson uh, will be that guy instead of Ryan Day this week? Is it, or is it significant at all? It's significant because I can remember when Tom Herman left to take the job at Houston in my following year we had Ed Warner and Tim Beck calling plays. Oh and just the interaction. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> not, not necessarily the play call style. What makes a great play caller is his, is his rhythm. It's how he can get off script. He don't have to look at his right. script to, to, to put the team in rhythm. You know, like, it was times when Tom Herman was calling the next play while we still finishing up the play that's going on yeah. just because of his rhythm. So his rhythm will change with that where you got a different guy calling the plays and your interaction on the sideline. Um, I know a guy, like I said, Tom Herman, he was a quick, you know, hit, hit the nuggets and that was it. And Tim Beck was more of he was harping on it the, the whole time while you're on the sidelines. Never a chance for you to take a break or to decompress and, and talk to your guys on the sideline. He was overcoaching you. In a way, in a way, but I wouldn't say he was over coaching, but he wanted to make sure little things were hit. Yeah. Like, as we were thinking about the next drive, like, he would say, hey, don't forget your safety on this one. But, okay, on this play, hey, we might start with this one. Don't forget your like, Herman wasn't like that at all. Sure. So, it's it just the rhythm and the style and your interaction. I know mm -hmm. I had to tell Coach Beck a couple of times, like, hey, like, okay, like, yeah. let it happen first. Because if we get the ball, if we get an interception and we got the ball on the inside the five, you ain't, we ain't calling none of them plays you we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, just the interaction. That. Yeah, just yeah. the interaction right. and, and just, the, just the, the way they, you know, go back and forth with each other be the, different. That's yeah. a great question. Yeah, it, it is. You should give that person a T-shirt. I will. I certainly oh will. Part of that, too, <laughs> Zach, when you look at this, and, you, and Cardale's talking <clears throat> about 2015, is you know, Urban talked about how decisions were made collaboratively by the coaching staff, and that you, yeah. you sort of knew what the script was going to be. But you, could definitely t you can definitely tell that guys have different styles, what plays they want to do, what plays they're going to call. That, that's just natural. Kevin Wilson is not the same as Ryan Day. Exactly. So when exactly. you get into a game, when, it's, yeah. yeah, when you had a guy like – 
you know, I don't know Coach Wilson's background or what position he might coach. What, what position he's coaching at Ohio State? Tight ends. Tight ends. Okay, so for example. Zach lights. Okay. <laughs> for example, Herman was the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. It's true. It's he called plays based off getting the quarterback settled and into rhythm first. Yeah. If it was a if it was a running style, it was a passing style. Like with JT and Braxton, it was like okay, a lot of more zone read, a lot of quarterback powers. With me, it was like okay, first play of the game, you asked me what I want to do, I'm like, I want to go deep. I want to get the pie. I want to throw the ball. Like I don't want to just hand it off or go for a zone read. And then when we went to Coach Beck and uh, Coach Warner, Coach Warner was offensive line coach. He had more seniority than Coach Beck, so he had majority he of the plays. So he was more he so. Horrible. Let's get our offensive line going. Let's yeah. get our guys going downhill. Right. And then out of nowhere, you know, you want to go downhill with a great running back like we had Ezekiel Elliott. You know, it's out of nowhere, it's third and eight after two run plays. Now you tell the quarterback, go complete a pass and get a first down when everybody's dropping eight. Yeah. So your style of play calling is going to be different, in my opinion, based on what a guy thinks he needs to get in rhythm. True. But, like, think about, like, you know, let's just say quarterback goes throws a pick, right? The next, <clears throat> the next time you guys take the field, right, you get that, like, five to ten yard out route versus off coverage. How much confidence does that give you, right? But that's, like, rapport offensive coordinator to quarterback. Know how to, is know how to settle your guy down, too. Yeah, go. that's another big point is know how to settle you your guy down. But also you got to settle your offensive lineman down. Sure. And, and sure. I can remember, like I said, going back to the 15th season, how we had a guy going from primarily – the guy got recruited as a defensive lineman. Then he plays a guard. Then he was my starting right tackle, <laughs> Chase Young. I mean, uh, Chase Ferris. Uh, yeah. So it was at some points, you know, he wasn't our weakness in our offensive line, but sometimes he was exploited because his his new familiar of, of a position being on an island by himself. He yeah. don't he get beat left or right. You got to send him a tackle to help you as a guard, but not as a tackle. So it was at times we try to settle him down or get him more comfortable running the ball to his side or things like that, vice versa. But it might be thrown off the rhythm of pretty much the other Everybody 10 guys. At, so, at, yeah, it's, at, it's, it's, it's difficult. At the end of the day, the best coaches out there are great teachers during the week yes. and are great motivators and cheerleaders and on the weekend. Let That's them go. it. Let, Let them go. go. They are motivators and cheerleaders. That's it. If people think you're really making massive in-game adjustments in a game, you're not. It all comes to play calling. That's it, right? Exactly. You do, you coach to what your players do well and that's through motivating and cheerleading. That's it. I mean, that's what coaches do. They are essentially cheerleaders on the sideline and yeah, that's not a knock against coaches. It's just the great ones do all of the coaching during the week and the teaching because guess what? On Saturday, those guys don't want to hear. Like, you're right. so focused in. You're not trying to teach from the previous drive trying, like Tim yeah, Beck. Exactly. Like, guess what? Whatever happened last drive, you can't change it. Stop talking about it. I know. If you yeah, coached right. me right during the week, I know what's going to happen the next drive, and I should be prepared for it. Players play, man. All right, I'm going to be honest with you, though. For be coaches honest, to be in that position and be in that situation, you have to have great players that know what the hell they're seeing, oh, right. what they're experiencing, Over, and what they're all. dealing with. Yeah. So when you come off on the sidelines, you right. as a as a top player, you have to be able to communicate with your coach. Hey, coach, yes. he's doing this. He's doing that. They're doing this. When they're in this personnel and they have X, Y, and Z in, they like to run this. This is how they like to run it. Like, you have to be intelligent enough, and your football IQ has to be high enough to communi communicate it with your coach, and you have to have that trust level with your coach that's like, all right, you know what? Let's do this. And it takes you out of a bad spot, puts the team as a whole in a good position. That's what makes Saturdays at times a lot easier for coaches to be cheerleaders. And this is one of the reasons why, and y'all can knock me if you want, I don't give a damn. Greg Schiano, <laughs> yeah. when he's trying to play chess, it is an issue compared to a Coach Fickle. Coach yeah. Fickle is, if you got to ask me three or more questions, we're throwing it in the trash. We can't beat you in our base yeah. defense, then we're not going to run it. Yeah. So that allowed us to be efficient on every Saturday. Yeah. So where he can sit back and just, okay, over four. 
Yeah. Over four. You never had Jim Haycock. <laughs> Over four. Like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I mean, you guys are spot on. The biggest thing is if you taught them right during the week, Jim Haycock and, and Luke Fickle, those were my coaches. They were phenomenal. They did exactly what Zach and Cardell said. And because here's the thing. Then you have elite players that have high football IQs. They're already going back to the bench. And I'm talking to AJ, and I'm saying, hey, AJ, every time they motion this guy over and they go four, guess what? I'm going to bump back over. I'm going to alert you four and first, cro- uh, first crosser. Why don't you bump to a, bump to a 20 technique? Right, because he's coming, exactly. and I'm gonna go jump this Yogi, and we're already talking about it. He's like, "Hey, what you guys see out there? Boom, motion over, four, you know, four. We're gonna go do this. Great, That's it. and then he exactly. leave, you, right? You, because you, they need to talk amongst themselves. You guys exactly. had better conversations. That's we're rolling off the field. Like, dude, can you believe what that dude called me? Exactly. Did he really just say that to me? Yo, mama. Yeah. Hey, dude, what's that guy's girlfriend's name again? Like, tell me. No, that's Man. funny. Another thing, Evan, don't mean to cut you off. No, you good. That when you when you have a new play caller as a quarterback, I know it was times where we would talk about plays on the sideline and just from my facial expression, coach like, uh-oh, I, even though I'm saying, yeah, like, uh-oh, we ain't running that. You know what I'm saying? So so that's another thing Coach Wilson had to get used to. Coach Wilson, yeah, he's called plays for Ohio State, but he never had Justin. You know, that was pretty much he, – he never had that interaction with Justin on the sideline in the game because it, no matter how much you – can coach a guy in a week and, you know, see his expression and all that stuff. It's different in the game. His demeanor is going to be a little bit different during the game. So yeah. it's, it's all about reading that type of demeanor as well. There's value in keeping the guys in the flow of the game as well, yeah. right? Like yeah. say what you need to say, have the communication, but also keep them engaged, right, because it, it helps build the importance. And that's why Kevin Wilson talked about that, said he wanted to be able to, to look Justin in the eye on Saturday. Also the fact that he said he would be looking Justin in the eye was a little bit of a, a helpful hint for anyone who was worried about who's going to play quarterback on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Or it was a very elaborate lie. Either way, <laughs> I'd fight good. Coach Wilson too. I ain't gonna lie to you. What? <laughs> I said I'd fight Coach Wilson too. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. That's the culture. Of There's the a nugget. There's a nugget. Right. That's that a was the competitive excellence. That's a big nugget with sweet and sour sauce. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> that's a. That's a different. Guys, that's go a different Bucks, company. Guys. <laughs> this is a. Uh, what just happened? <laughs> I don't know. Go. That Bucks. was the buyer's auto uh, question of the week. Question for Cardale. Now it's time to dig in with some. Ice cold Coors Light mm. and Coors Light Seltzer for the Silver Bullet Picks segment. Um, I'm not sure which one of you two needs to wear this, but that was that was two and two, so I don't care. <laughs> no, I, I've already worn it once. I was the closest last week. I know that for sure. No, he wasn't. Zach's current. He was last week too. My my my. I went here on Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Week before, Monday or whatever. Zach has to wear that. He was last last week too. Yeah, one couple weeks in a row. A week one. Sorry, Zach. It's good, man. All right, so let's dig into it. He's got his his L chain on. Loser chain. Penn State. Finally breaking through. Big win for James Franklin there, an 11-and-a-half-point favorite at the surging Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Cardell, what do we got here? Penn State, leave it there. What do you got? You have Penn State? It's minus what? Minus 11-and-a-half. Minus 11-and-a-half. I'm going with Rutgers. Man. I I like what Rutgers has been doing this year. Listen, we've been picking against them all year, and then finally about two weeks ago we finally started picking them, and they've been winning for us. So – I am going Rutgers. Okay. I'm not a James Franklin fan, okay? Never have been, never will be. But you're bugging. No, I'm going Penn State this week. <laughs> okay. That's fair. That's, that's, fair. Fair. that's, that's fair. cool. Hold that's on. cool. Hey, remember, Is it home or away? 
It's at Rutgers. It really doesn't matter. It's an empty stadium. I'm going Penn State. That's cool. It's 11 and a half points. It's 11 and a half points. I'll go Rutgers. All right. Yep. I got Rutgers too, man. I got Rutgers in a tight one by three. We'll talk about my score later. That was the first. I wonder if like Lee Corso should change from not so fast, my friend, to you're bugging. It's got to fit. It's got to fit the personality. I did like, all right. Does that look like I'm bugging? Who you got? I'm taking Rutgers. Oh, you put an S on there. They've earned it. Yeah, they've earned it. They've had a great year. They've earned it. Uh, certainly by they their compete. standards. Yeah. They, they play very hard for Shiano. We've talked about that. They do. That's been All the, three levels. And, and you know what? Teams too. And it's a great point. I believe that some coaches, and you guys can attest to this, are bad coordinators and good head coaches. I agree. And I believe that's you know, if they try to go back to that role as a coordinator that you guys saw in 17-18, that's not his bag. That's yep. not what he does at He's a good level. head coach. He's a good head coach that can motivate and inspire his team and let his coaches do what they that's, do. We already talked good, about yeah. it. Yeah. You're a head coach that. more than yeah. ever. You're a cheerleader and a motivator on Saturday. Yeah, you got some good right. You put you put good guys around you. Chop yeah. wood. And, and James Chop Franklin, <laughs> they're not fixed just because they beat Michigan. They're still, no. yeah. they're still not good. That offense, I, I would not expect deal. them to cover – in any huge. way. So I'll take Rutgers easily there. Nebraska at Purdue. The Boilermakers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, Cardale. Purdue. Ron, I love it. Yeah. What? Purdue. Rondell Moore? I like your boy. Purdue. No, I you got like Purdue, Purdue, too. They, they, they're, they're fishing, running the football. Their quarterback's trying to figure it out, passing the ball a little bit. They're trying to figure out how to be efficient in the passing game. Um, and they got some playmakers at linebacker, too. So I got Purdue. I like Nebraska. I think Nebraska's gotten better and better throughout the season. Um they're due, you know, especially th there's finally some some uh, negative talk on them, right? Everyone's been coming out and talking bad about Scott Frost and Jim Harbaugh and all these guys about wanting to play football and then how they've been performing this year. Those guys respect Scott Frost a lot, and, and they want to finish strong and build on next year. They're going to come out. They might do some trick plays. They might do some different things that they would normally do against Ohio State. They'll do it against Purdue. They'll have a victory. Purdue. BB, I got my ass kicked by Purdue, so and I'm Man. still I'm still a, a Purdue. Oh shit, I lost Purdue too. Sorry. So I'm gonna go Nebraska, and I think that, like Zach said, the trick plays, which will end up being big plays. Big plays can win you a game. You know what I mean? Especially between two teams like this. So I'm gonna take a risk and go with no, uh, Nebraska. All right. Yeah. If you're if you're in a game like this with that kind of spread, you have to believe uh, that that Purdue. team can win, and I don't. So I'm gonna take Purdue. Uh, to cover two and a half over the Huskers. Iowa, 13 and a half point favorite at Illinois, which we all know did not get to play last week, uh, unfortunately. What do we got here? This is a very. 13 uh, and a half points, 13 and a half. That's bumpy. An interesting West Division game. Illinois. Tighter Ooh. game. Tighter game than the spread gives you, but I got Iowa. Kirk Ferentz leading the guys. They'll, they'll figure out a way to get it done. I think. To cover 13 and a half? Oh, I mean, I got a 10 point game. So he took Illinois. So you got Illinois. So you no, no, Illinois. no, 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 no. I'm not taking Illinois. No, I said Oh, I, you I got, got Iowa. You got to pick against the spread. You have to pick against the spread. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you at? Come I'm on, in a different so world, apparently. We got you. In a different world, apparently. It's okay. It's one of those so days. So 10-point game. He's taking Illinois. He's taking Iowa to Illinois. I guess I'm going with Illinois then. I got Illinois. I got Iowa. I took my nose Illinois. We got you. We got you. Iowa to win. Illinois to cover. We got you. Yeah, Illinois. I like They're going to run the football. I like Illinois' defense for the most part. Mm -hmm. I like the front the seven. The front seven is pretty efficient, so I'm going to go with Illinois. 
I'm gonna go with Iowa. I uh, they got to be one. Hey, listen, be that they, hey, listen, they can they can run the football. They can run the football, man. I don't think Illinois is gonna be able to stop them. I think Iowa's gonna control the game the entire time. I know why Cardell just picked Illinois because champagne room, baby. Yeah, champagne room. I know. Champagne room. I think that this game will finish like seven to six, and it'll be one of the ugliest Big Ten games that you could ever imagine. So, thirteen and a half. I think Lovey Smith and Illinois can can muck that up a little bit defensively and keep that under 13 and a half. So I'll take Illinois, just like Evan. Um, Indiana at Wisconsin. The Badgers are at home, and they're favored by 14. Uh, thank God this isn't the uh, Big Ten championship game. Uh, Michael Penix is out for the season. Oh, he's out for the season? Yes. Mm. So, I just saw Brother Pre. So that might, uh, might influence this pick there. Badgers and Hoosiers, Cardale. I still got Indiana. They still got a lot to play for. I mean, yeah, they lost their guy, but I just think that's going to make everyone else, even though they've been playing well as an offense, I mean, defense is a little bit rocky, I think it's going to have everybody play, step up, and uh, go to the next level. So I'm still taking Indiana. To not just cover, win. Actually, so there's no bonus I'm, points, but yeah, I like no, that. I'm just saying, I'm winning here. I'm not saying, oh, they lose about 10. No, I think, I think they win the game. When Indiana played Ohio State, all we did on the show was talk about how bad Indiana is up front, offensively and defensively. Where is Wisconsin super strong up front? Defensive front seven, offensive line. Without Pinnocks, they can't throw the football. Freifogel is, is, is a non-factor now that you've got a backup quarterback in there. I think Wisconsin just dominates by running the football. I actually think Indiana might score three points all game. I think it's going to be like a 28-3 game. Wisconsin covers. They're just going to run the football and dominate. I feel like Wisconsin's O-line and D-line are very suspect to me. I'm not going to lie to you. So, for me, I don't look good in the Hoosiers uniform, but I'm going with the Hoosiers. <laughs> I'll go Wisconsin. Wow. Dang it, Schlegel, I'm tired of you today. I got Indiana, and I got Indiana winning the football game, too. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. Skin. A lot of faith in those Hoosiers. All right. Uh, I'm going to take the Badgers. I just think Indiana's done all they, they can. They've wasted uh, their best efforts, blow their load, and Wisconsin will handle this one. Yep. All right, the only one that matters. Oh, you got me. Ohio State on the road against Michigan State. Uh, knock on wood, we're a couple days away that this actually happens. Uh, 24 points over the Spartans. I know where Cardale's going. I don't even need to ask him. Yeah, I got Ohio State. He's yeah. leaving it at that. He, he doesn't have anything else to say. Discuss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. Thankfully, Michigan State does not have any fans in the stadium because playing at Michigan State is one of the hardest places to yeah. play, and it's not because of the noise. But is that it's because a, of it's not something close else. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because of something else. Uh, <laughs> yeah, up at Michigan State. And so it's a tough place to place, tough place wow. to stay yes, locked in and focused. Very true. There are no fans, so guess what? Buckeyes can are winning you, big. Can you expound on that point for us? <laughs> Man. I don't know if you Has anyone seen the movie American Pie? Where'd she go to college at? That's all you can. That's, that's all yeah. you can. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. <laughs> he pretty much made my point. Only other point that I can make is they, their grass is god awful and it, and, it, and it sucks. So he pretty much hit it on the head. So I'm going I did not know that about playing road games at Michigan State. I just thought it was the terrible weather that. Yeah, it's the, it's the weather. It's the weather. Yeah, the weather is awful. <laughs> yeah. right? It's, 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 it's terrible. If we play our game offensively like the way that we are capable of with no turnovers and the way that Lombardi turns the ball over, it will be more yes. than 24 points. Yeah. Ohio State. 
I agree. And, and, I, and I say that it will be Ohio State for that reason because we've had nothing but time to think about how to play that perfect game. Right. right? So I got Ohio State to clear. Rocky Lombardi is what, Schlegs? Not related. No, they're not related. Uh, he's Garbaggio. Uh, no, he's, uh, didn't get one he's a white walker. <laughs> Poof, David Cocker. There you go, my God. David Cocker. Oh, my God. Nah, well, guys, that, we'll cover here. I don't know, I'm not sure that they will run it up quite like I've predicted for a number of other games just because uh, the weather's still going to be bad. You're going to be missing some players. Uh, you probably just want to get in and out with as little effort as possible if you're Ohio State. Maybe run the ball a lot more. I think BB said that earlier on about the running backs. I think this could be a big game for Master Teague and Trey Sermon. Maybe somewhere around you know 38 to seven, something like that. But that's a cover. The Buckeyes will take it. They'll take any win on Saturday as they get back uh, into the swing of things, trying to qualify for the Big Ten title game, trying to get to the college football playoff, just trying to play the last couple weeks of the regular season. We're gonna have full coverage of that uh, from East Lansing at Letterman Row. Appreciate Cardell Jones, Zach Bourne, BB Landers, Anthony Schlegel, and Evan Spencer for hanging out with us. This has been Letterman Row Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We will see you next time. Go Bucks. Oh H. Iowa.